Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the show that never ends. This is Sports Society. It feels so great to be back. So great. I had a much-needed break. I think everybody in life needs a break uh, every once in a while, and I, I've rolled out 20 or so odd episodes straight. So that's, you know, doing the math real quick. I mean, obviously, sometimes I do double up in a week, but that's like 17 weeks straight of podcasts, so, which has been great. I love it. I absolutely love doing podcasts. Mm. But we do have a little bit to get into. It's late at night. I just got back into uh, Columbia after being in Fenton for one short day following my spring break. And um, there, there was a, a few things that happened in the sports world that I missed last week that I would like to address. Um, and then there's some other things that I want to talk about that maybe even aren't even sports related, but I think are, are very impressive. So um, I'll start off with what happened today since it's just the freshest to me. I took a trip to the Botanical Garden um, with my girlfriend and her family and I hadn't ever been, or to my memory, I had never been to the Botanical Garden when it wasn't like the uh, the lights, the lights during the winter, um, whatever that's called. And let me tell you, it is it is a sight to behold. If you haven't been, go, because there's so many different diverse plants, and something in particular that that um, that caught my eye is as I was going through the Japanese garden. Okay. I stumbled upon the koi pond. Some of these Japanese koi fish are quite literally the size of my entire torso. Um, and I, I need to get the stats right now. It's, it's, it's pretty tremendous. Tate is just joining me now. Tate, how are you doing, my friend? I'm all right. Oh, God, this might get interesting. Look at us with our... Uh, oh, shit. Let me get this out of here. Our sunset water bottles. Very similar. Very similar, but... Either way, Tate has told me he's going to pop in, and so that is what's happening right now. And so we're bearing with him. Um, we'll start off with Tate. I was just going through the koi, the koi fish. We can't uh, botanical garden, okay? Oh, I haven't been to botanical gardens in a, in a while. Exactly. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. So um, the co- what I was saying was the koi fish. I heard some dude on the bridge there say that koi fish can grow to a little bit older than 40 years. Yeah, so they're, that's right. they're, they're, they can be old fish, and they get enormous, is they what can, I was saying before. Millions. Yeah, they're very expensive fish, and so it's a, if you haven't been to the Botanical Garden in a while, go, because it's, it's actually pretty cool. Um, also, at the Botanical Garden, before we move on about Tate's spring break, um, we actually witnessed a garden snake bite and swallow an entire frog. Which was an interesting development, and uh, so the bit, botanical garden was a success. Tate, how was your spring break? Did you uh, do anything well? It was all right. Uh, played golf one day. Wasn't there you too go. Bad. Played yeah. at Birch Creek. Played there before. Where's that? It's in like Union. I don't think I. Well, actually, you I think I have Apollo. played. Yeah, I've played similar to Apollo. Okay. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. I played with uh, Gabe and uh, the roommate Red. How'd that go? Gabe, uh, Gabe picked up golf last summer. Shot a 92, which was not bad for not you guys. Not bad. Oh, um, I yeah. shot an 85. There you go. 
Mid-80s is never a bad place to be. I don't think I hit a drive over 200, which is very uh, off-brand for me. That is. That's like, my game is, uh, I like two really nice ones, and then it was... From there, it was uh, a bad deal. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, there are days like that on the golf course, as you guys probably know if you play golf. Um, I heard you uh, single-handedly took out uh, Ryan and... uh, yeah, so during our spring break, we were playing with a couple of my buddies, who all of whom have been on the podcast, um, and it was me, it was uh, it was it was me and Tyler, who is um, horrific at golf, but by the way, I did hit some good shots. Uh, me and Tyler versus Luke and Ryan, and um, Luke and Ryan are both more experienced than Tyler is, so it was like the best with the worst, and then just the two guys in the middle. Um, Call it a 2v1 if you want. Tyler held his own, I thought, and we ended up taking them down uh, both days combined. So um, it was, it ended up, it did it was, like, to their credit, pretty pretty competitive. I hadn't played golf in probably three weeks before that. Clubs so, been down there. Yeah, my clubs haven't been down here, so and they've been down in Florida. So uh, I finally have them back, and the weather's looking up. I got up a, in, I got a club week. for you to try. The stealth? It's like, no, no, it's an iron. Yeah. You, uh, so it can be a one iron, two iron. Oh, can iron, you flip four, it? And you, like, unscrew it, and then you just adjust it. That's sick. I played with it at the range the other day a little bit. I'll have to try that. Yeah, I will surely have to try that. But um, if you guys want to catch some of those holes that we played, uh, really nice golf holes we were playing in, in Florida, um, I have a TikTok where I post some golf content on there. So... You can go check that out. It's just my main one, Andrew Faust, uh, with an E, I think, on TikTok. Um, three. Or three instead of an E, right, right. A three instead of an E on TikTok, some of that golf stuff. Uh, pretty funny. But, um, but yeah, it ended up being a, a really fun. We, we played twice, and uh, the second time ran into some rain on the front nine, but it ended up clearing up, and it was really nice the rest of the way. Oh, we played it was 45 degrees and mm. rain, rainy and windy. Yikes. Well, how much did you pay for your round? Uh, $25 for 18 That's really damn good. On, they banged us. It's uh, it's cheaper than Paradise and Riverside, and it's 10 times the quality of yeah. those two goat patches. Yeah, that, that's something I brought up a, uh, a few weeks ago on the on this, is like um, the the quality of the courses for the price you get, even down here, it's just oh, way it's better. It, well, I'd say I said it's way better it's than better than than St. Louis. Than but St. It's Louis. Still not, yeah, it's still not very good. I, I'm um, also used to playing at Sunset. Right, we're used to me and him are used to playing here, <laughs> Sunset Hills Golf Course, which is if you don't know, no, Sunset top Country Club. Sun, Sunset Country, right? Maybe Sunset Country Club. It. It's a, it's a nice place. It's a it's a nice country club. It's very nice, very nice. Um, but yeah, so the golf went well. I'm starting to get it back. Once I dial in my irons, I think I'm going to be in a really good spot. The chipping is just horrific, and it always has been. So uh, that's where our golf games are at. You, uh, you, you felt like your your uh, your driver was off, but everything driver else was, was uh, My putts were on. Okay. I feel like my driver is one of my best club. So I feel like once I get that going, I'm going to be. It'll be good. I'll be able to cut some strokes pretty easy. It'll be good. Um, the first thing I want to move to in the sports world is the World Baseball Classic. I didn't get a chance to talk about this. Um, and and I'm going to start to get into more baseball, especially this year with the Cardinals, because they are my local team. But then, you know, elsewhere in, in the sports world as well. But 
Um, Shohei Otani showed in the World Baseball Classic that um, there is no parallel to him. He is the best player in the entire world. Um, he is the top 10 in, in both the pitching aspect and the hitting aspect of, of the game. Um, he is Babe Ruth part two, but way better. Babe Ruth only pitched um, in the latter part of his career. Shohei Otani has been doing it the entire time. Uh, he is a unicorn. We've never seen anything like him before. He is um, he is an anomaly. He's a freak. He's a freak. He's a freak. And if you haven't caught him playing before, um, go it's watch him. TV. It's must see. He throws over a hundred miles an hour. He can hit the ball out of the park. Uh, he, he does it all. And it, he he's on the Angels. And I, I think he needs to move. I think he really does. I think he needs to move because. Bar is recruiting him. Yeah, new bar. We're trying to get him here on the Cardinals, which would be awesome. We've got some we'll pieces never, to. We'll never pay that. Well, I mean, we have some pieces that we can move for him, but. Um, Carlson. We're, our team looks really good this year, but that, that that moves me into my next topic, after the Shohei Otani bit, which is the fact that um, the Cardinals pitching continues to be a horror story. We have all the hitting in the world. We have one of the best lineups in the league, I think, in terms yeah. of hitting. Um, we've brought on Jordan Walker, who is allegedly supposed to be the next. Albert Pujols, um, Albert Pujols Aaron Judge, uh, whoever you say. We haven't seen it yet, but I mean, it's it's early yet. But yeah, he skipped AAA. He skipped AAA. I mean, two years ago, he was playing high school ball, which is just so impressive. Just just so impressive. So yeah, I think we should package like um, Gorman, Donovan, Yepes, Carlson in some capacity to get some pitching because we need it. We need pitching in the worst bats. way. We we have so much we we I mean I guarantee I guarantee you that we will be top five in runs scored this year, but in in terms of runs allowed we will also be up there. Yeah, and if we moved uh, Donovan and Gorman, like we could move uh, Tommy Edmund back to second and bring Mason Win up. We have a lot of guys that are like um, utility guys. Yeah, I we feel like. we have outfield is probably one of, if one of if not the deepest outfields in the. The Twins. Along with the best infield in the league. Really good infield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just pitching. Contreras is going to be fine behind the Pitching plate. is the thing that holds this team back. And um, so if Mosellock can make some moves for some pitching, uh, he hasn't done that in the past, but. It's if, needed. Yeah, it's needed. And, and if he can do it, I think the, the Cardinals will be the fine. Bullpen should be all right, though. Yeah. Yeah. Bullpen. Rotation could use another. For sure. Rotation. I'm fine with Flaherty. I mean, Flaherty's For the he's okay. He'll play. Yeah, he'll play. Montgomery looked good today for five innings. That's all he's good for for the most part. Is five innings. That's all any any starting pitcher is good for, unless like I'm not like not kind of like the horses like yeah. fucking Scherzer and once Wayno's back, that'll help too. Yeah, well he's old as shit. By the way, his uh, national anthem was horrific. I mean, that was really bad. I was there for it. It was really bad. I um I, I ended up watching that. I missed it live, but. It was really, it was horrific. It was really bad. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Adam Winter is sick to pitching. Just retire, bro. Go play golf. Um, we moved to the uh, the women's tournament. And I want to talk about this because this is, my opinion is that um, Caitlin Clark is the biggest story in either tournament to me. Okay? Because Caitlin Clark is... Um, is is pushing the needle in a way that it has never been pushed before in the women's tournament. Now, granted, they just got knocked out today by LSU. 
But Caitlin Clark is a uh, revolutionary player. She is. She is. Uh, she transcends women's college basketball in a way that we have never seen. Um, the way that she can. The way that she can create. The way that she can um, make stuff for herself. Um, she had a forty-point triple double. A four, you don't see those type of numbers uh, on either side, men's or women's, in, in college basketball. She had back-to-back forty-point games. Back-to-back forty-point games. I think. Um, she had 30 today in their loss, like just casually. It's just something she, she does. The, uh, LSU girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and LSU girls were were clowning her uh, because of some of the antics that she does. I love it. I Did think. Did she get today? Uh, I I don't know. I, I only caught a little bit of the game, and I will look to I be didn't struggling. Watch any of it. I I heard that it was Iowa versus refs. Maybe that's just something I saw on the internet, but. I heard that the refs were really like into the game and had given a lot of people fouls early in that game. Either way, what Caitlin Clark is doing, I've seen more of her than anything in the men's tournament. Um, with an exception to the UConn with to the UConn game that ended in the buzzer beater. By the way, great game there. Um, Caitlin Clark right. to me. Here's the tech, and I guess what, it was. I guess Iowa was leading, or it was a tied game. Because I said this completely flipped the tide. What did she do? Just hits the ball away. Wait, what? Right here. Oh, watch this ref. Oh, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know why, like, like when I played basketball, I just picked up the ball and gave it to the ref. I don't understand why people like roll it away or throw it away. I get you're like upset or something, but um. There's no ref even next to her. Like, I don't know why that's a tech. Yeah, it shouldn't. It should have been a tech for sure. But I mean, just fucking. It's like a respect kind of thing. Um, so yeah, Caitlin Clark is obviously like a, a fiery individual, but I think this is a player to me that is like exactly what the WNBA needs. Um, the WNBA operates at a loss, if you guys don't know, around $10 million um, at a loss every single year. They actually need to be endorsed by the NBA to even keep running, and so when women uh, complain and want to be paid more. You have to realize that uh, they're they're losing money that to begin with. Their argument was um, they want to get the same uh, percentage of revenue. Yeah, percentage of revenue. It's like, yeah, percentage of revenue, which would mean that they would be paying. That would mean that the NBA players should get paid more. Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a very backwards argument. And um, but players like Caitlin Clark and fiery players um, that can make stuff happen that that maybe you don't see. Uh, elsewhere, it's why people watch the men's game, and it would be a reason for people to watch the women's game. So, um, I mean, Caitlin Clark is, is, is transcending women's basketball, I yeah. think. And, and maybe not to where it'll be equal to men's, I don't think it ever no, will be. It, ever will. It, it, it never will be, but um, it, it will certainly bring more viewers. People now know who Caitlin Clark is, they know uh, to watch out for her. And she's, people are saying she should go to the no, she would get wrecked. Yeah, she would get wrecked. People are like, she could beat some NBA players. It's like, I think every NBA player. I think, like, there, there are, I think there are, um. Maybe not Dylan Brooks, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there are, like, high, highly skilled, um, like, hi, high school basketball players that would beat her uh, in a one-on-one, like, men's basketball players. I can see that. Like, um. Like, dude, you take, like, Lonzo Ball in his senior year at Chino Hills against her. Dude, I mean, it's probably over. I'm still waiting to see the Brittany Grinder uh, boogie. 
101. That's the fucking stupidest thing ever. Uh, go check that out if you have it on YouTube. Brittany Griner claims that she can beat Boogie Cousins in his prime in a one-on-one uh, for Team USA. I guess they were both around each other. It's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Um, Boogie has some of the best, like, bully basketball baskets ever. Yeah, Boogie. By the way, Boogie prime Boogie Cousins on the Kings was, like, a sight to behold. And I feel like it wasn't really... Uh, he had too many injuries in between good years, I think. But, like, dude was putting up, like, 50 and 60, whatever he wanted. Although, like, he played uh, for Sacramento, that's why. Yeah. But that, that one clip of him going, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. That that ridiculous clip is, like, I, I love that clip so much. So much. Uh, so much. But, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, we, we can move to the men's tournament, and then we'll finish it with some NFL stuff. Um UConn and San Diego State is the national champion. UConn national championship. And we already have our our um, our prediction for Tate. Um, to be honest, I have never been this disinterested in a championship in my life. Neither of these teams are a sexy team. Um, neither of these teams are a big market team. I frankly don't care for either team or any of the players on their team. Uh, it, it's kind of sad that the tournament ended up like this. I would have rather seen, um, I would have rather wanted to root against a team like Alabama who were to make it in or like maybe root for a team like uh, for Arkansas who took down KU. There's just so many things that, that could have happened and everybody's bracket is completely fucked. Um, yeah. Nobody had San Diego State in this final. I think some people may have had UConn I doing had a in your final. Did yeah. you have them winning? Okay, well, Tate had them winning in his bracket, which was... I had them and Bama in my brackets, so... Wow. So Tate had had, uh, had uh, UConn in there. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pick UConn, too. I think it'll be closer than, than Tate thinks. But um, just because S, I mean, San Diego State has made it this far, they're not going to go down without a fight. But UConn is really good. I mean, they're really I mean, good. I think Miami's better than San Diego State. That's, that's, that's that not crazy. That game was never in doubt. It was never in doubt, yeah. I mean, it was... It was more than 10 points pretty much the entire game. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was frankly kind of disappointed with the way it ended because every team was was so even. I guess it is not surprising how it ended up like this. So seeing UConn just roll everyone has been kind of shocking. Yeah. I mean, beat, well, I mean, they got they that big the guy. Out, or they beat the brakes off Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. What, beat by 28. To me, that was the biggest um, – that was the biggest game of the tournament. That was the biggest, yeah, it's a big surprise. They beat for me. Arkansas by twenty three after Arkansas beat KU, beat St. Mary's by fifteen. Yeah, I mean beating Arkansas by by over twenty is just crazy, dude. Um, I mean it is just crazy. They were down by one to Iona at half and then beat them by twenty four. <laughs> like they scored by twenty five in the second. Yeah, I mean they're a good team, just... man. Uh, Hurley is their coach, by the way, Bobby Hurley, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. I root for Bobby Hurley. He's a, he's a good guy, but um, I mean we we can move to the NFL because I think we both have UConn. Be be watching that game. We both have UConn. You can ride with our pick or or not. I don't. What do you know? What the line on that game is? Uh, find it. Yeah, find they, that. They were down two line. at half. Okay. So be, I scored by twenty six. Yeah, we'll we'll find the line for that game. But we we can move to the NFL. Um, I mean, recently UConn minus three seven. What, do you know what the point spread is? Uh, UConn by seven and a half. 
I would I would probably bang that over. Yeah, I would probably bang that over. I would very. I mean, I'm saying it's gonna be at least eleven. Wow. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. So um, so yeah, UConn minus seven seven and a half should be a lock. Um, so if you're better, bet that. I mean, bet that. Why not? We move to the NFL. Tate, what have you seen recently? Um, I guess there hasn't been it's much been movement. It's yeah. Just been, uh, a lot of pro days are happening. I think the next couple of weeks it'll really, uh, it'll really pack up, like trade rumors. I think there's gonna be some big names that get moved yet. Yeah. Like some guys that teams aren't gonna be able to sign contract extensions for. Who would you use that as an example? Um, my go-to for a while was always T. Higgins, but I think he'll end up being in Cincinnati for a bit. Yeah. Uh, there's usually some shocking ones though, like no one expected Devontae Adams to get traded last year. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill. Um, no one expected Diggs to get traded. So I think there's gonna be guys like that. Aaron Rodgers still has to be moved. Yeah. That, that I think that yeah, will happen. People act like that's a done deal. It it really isn't. Yeah. I, think, I mean I think it is. It's just um it's more on like if he only plays one year, the Jets don't wanna like the conditional pick oh, right, 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 right. Be, uh, right. But they're not gonna get a first for him. They shouldn't get a first they one. They shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. They have no leverage at all. <laughs> <laughs> what if they don't trade him and he shows up to OTAs? Like well, had, I mean, he yeah. hasn't gone to OTAs in years. Is what AJ Hawk said. I'm like, imagine if uh, on the Pat McAfee show, imagine if Rogers just shows up to OTAs and like non-mandatory mini camp. That'd be great. That'd be really great. Uh, be, I mean, Eric Rogers is just a comedian to me. It'd be on brand for him. Yeah, he's probably gonna host Jeopardy once he retires. I oh, think. he definitely will. I think he definitely will. I think Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think he's a very smart guy, but I think he thinks he's a little smarter than he is. And he likes to toy with people, and he likes to toy with the media, uh, because to be quite frank, funny. yeah, it is funny, and, and the media um, annoys the shit out of him. You can tell, uh, especially with all the COVID shit that uh, he went through. If you haven't listened to Joe Rogan's podcast with Aaron Rodgers, go listen to that. It's uh, probably one of the better ones. It's fascinating to me. It's very fascinating um, the way that he deals with that that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, with that NFL, there really isn't isn't too much um, to look out for. Drafts in three weeks. Yeah, I mean, and, and with the hockey, too, the hockey's kind Blues. of stayed put. The Blues are, are, are just terrible. I mean, they're we just really... We can't commit to winning or losing. We're just mid. I wish we would have committed to losing. I would rather just, just lose. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean... I thought we were going to, whenever we made a bunch of trades. I was thinking we were going to have a chance to get first overall pick, but... But that's, that ship is now sailed, because we continue to win for no fucking reason. Yeah, like we, we can't even tank right. Even if we win out, like, we, we're not guaranteed a playoff spot. Right. We need like a lot of other teams to lose a lot of games. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, the Blues are just the, the Blues are just horrific, and I'll, I'll get more into the hockey as the uh, as the playoffs start. Um, the NBA, in a similar way, then um, and, and I can look up the I'll look up the standings right now, and we can uh, we can end with the NBA. It's just a short podcast tonight. Um, MVP. I want it to be Embiid. I want Embiid to win. Sitting against the Nuggets, though. That. That that hurts him. That hurts him. That hurts him. But I think, uh, I think it'll be Jokic. You think they give it to him for a third straight time? Three peat. Yeah. Three peat is is wild. So and MPJ is gonna carry him to a. <laughs> a I I am gonna keep my eye on the Nuggets, and if the Lakers get knocked out, the Nuggets will be the team that I root for because of MPJ, and I I wish him all the success because if he went to Mizzou, but. Um, I mean, there there hasn't been much movement. Obviously, the the Bucks and the and the Celtics are neck and neck right now in the Eastern Conference for the for the one seed. 
Um, in the West, Nuggets are still head and shoulders above everybody. The Grizzlies are, I, who, who the hell knows what's going on with the Top Grizzlies. three seeds in the West are pretty much locks to be. There. Kings look great. The Kings continue Kings to look, look really great. Good. Especially at Halliburton, so. And the Lakers continue to move up, and I'm very happy about this. I, I think that uh, me, me and Crossan saw this coming, if you listen to that podcast. Um, in the West, that group of, like, of like Clippers. Like the first round, that would be. Yeah, yeah, Clippers all the way down to the Timberwolves. So that, like, five teams are within three wins. And so uh, the Lakers of late have been able to, to move up. And I'm very happy about that. I mean, this is going to be this. This really changes things for the Lakers. Yeah, the Mavs might miss the playoffs. The Mavericks. Yeah, yeah I was. We were all super high on the Mavericks after the Kyrie trade. There's gonna be. We can go back and watch it. I think we were all very high. I, I don't think I was that high on them. Well, because well, because I, I said they were top heavy. I remember. I said they were yeah, top heavy. I was a big fan. And 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 what what it's looking like is um, the Mavericks look to have sort of a deal that the Cardinals have. With in terms of like pitching and the fact that the Mavericks have no they're defense. screwed. They have no, they have nothing now since they traded for Kyrie. They can score 140 points and lose the game. They can do that. Then that's happened. They can, they can, they can. You know, Kyrie and 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 uh, and Luca can combine for 80 points and they can lose. That that has happened because they they've moved everybody. I mean, they have moved like they have. Who do they even still have Tim Hardaway? I don't even think they have Tim Hardaway anymore. Um, they've just the team is is horrible they, I mean they're just really bad so they're about to move below the jazz by the way jazz started off really hot um, this year and they've just plummeted to where they should have been to start but um, well they do have Tim Hardaway so. they still have Tim Hardaway who's for, a career uh, casual he went for six points <laughs> yeah yeah that uh, proves my point the Suns look good and as long as they keep winning, I think once they get KD back, they will be a force to be reckoned with. I can see, um, you know, to me, because the Lakers will get LeBron back on a similar timeline, um, the Lakers and the Suns, to me, are the, are the teams to beat in the playoffs. I think because those are the two dark horses. I think it's the Nuggets. I, I, don't, I think I mean, it's a hard place to play, too, because it's I mean, mile high. It's tough. It, no, it's definitely tough, but I think you have to factor in that the Nuggets, in, in terms of their playoff success, haven't really been there in years past. I would um, say the Warriors, but because there's playoff success, but the Warriors can't win a. The if Warriors, the Warriors win, win one road game, then the series is over. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. The Warriors, uh, they need to figure out their road games. They really do. I mean, I don't know I don't what, about, it. what is up with them, but. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll move to the East. I mean. In the East, I think it. I think the final is just going to be Bucks Celtics. I, re- I really don't think it's going to end up any other maybe way. Maybe the 76ers make a push. Maybe, maybe, um, but I don't Cavs think. I don't think. Hot at the right time. I think if the Cavs shoot shoot right, they can they can maybe make it. Um, but the Knicks are the dark horse to me, because the Knicks, if they're playing well, if the, um, if Tom Thibodeau is coaching well, uh, the Knicks are an interesting team because their defense is some of the best in the league. They have really good defense. But, but um, their offense is very inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get from Julius Randle. And, um, well, who's their point guard? They yeah, got some it's really just the top five. Yeah, it's really just the top five um, teams in the East. 
Yeah, I mean, the East is very top-heavy. Very top-heavy. And, and, the, and the West is for the right being. Whoever wants it can... A team in the West, I don't think they would... I don't know if they can make the Western Conference Finals, but, like, that could make just a Cinderella run a little yeah. bit would be the Thunder. Mm. Just because they don't know any better. Just a young team that just wants to win. Be I like can the, see it. The Bengals Super Bowl run. Just well, the thing with the Thunder is they're in a position where there's no point in losing out. There's no point in tanking anymore for, for a team like the Thunder. So... Um, you say fuck it once you're in the play-in, and you go for it. And I think the Thunder, I think you're right. I think there's a chance that they could do something like that. Uh, That's going to be a fun team in a few years. Yeah, oh yeah. With Giddy and Shea. Shea's a like, superstar. Yeah, oh yeah. Shea's yeah. really good. Shea's Who knows what Chet could be? Who knows? We haven't seen Chet, and that, that, that sucked. What happened to The second Chet? coming of uh, Kawhi and Lou Dort. Yeah. <laughs> Ludort's good. Ludort's underrated. Really good defender. Um, the Spurs and the Rockets are just horrific, and the Blazers are right there with them, and those, yeah. those teams are just horrible. It's horrible. But, I mean, other than that, i got nothing else. Tate, anything else for the podcast today? No, i got nothing at all. That's it. Uh, I think that's going to be it for today, guys. Thank you for listening again. Um, sorry about the break. Next week we should be back to our regularly scheduled podcast uh, every single time, Monday at noon. And we are peacing out. We'll see you, boys. Thanks, everyone. Yep.